welcome to the Madden America podcast, your source for science, psychiatry and social justice. Hello, this is James and welcome to the Madden America podcast. And today we turn our attention to psychiatric drug withdrawal and in particular the work of the International Institute for Psychiatric Drug Withdrawal based in Sweden. The Institute recently held a network meeting in Gothenburg, Sweden, where 40 leading experts from around the world came together to discuss the issues of dependence, withdrawal, and iatrogenic harm relating to psychiatric drugs. The meeting participants included both professionals and people with lived experience. Joining us later is Professor John Reed, a board member of the Institute and someone who's been actively and directly addressing these issues for many years. But first, I'm delighted to have had the chance to chat with Dr. Karina Hackinson. Karina is a psychotherapist and founder of the International Institute, and she also created the Extended Therapy Room Foundation, which aims to offer an alternative to the mainstream psychiatric system. Karina, thank you so much for making time for this today. A uh, very exciting time just after a, a network meeting of the Institute for Psychiatric Drug Withdrawal that was held in Gothenburg in Sweden. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about that meeting. But before we get there, um, I wonder you know, if I could just find out a little bit more about you and also to ask how the IIPDW was formed in the first place. First of all, I, I have to say that this issue, if I can say, has been close to my heart and mind, actually as long as I can remember. My, my father had difficulties when I was a child, so through that I very early experienced the damage um, with the drugs, as it was for my father. And finally, when he got support outside psychiatry, to start to withdraw all the medication, he could also come back to a life far better than it used to be. So this has, of course, been important both to from inside experience, um, all the things coming with being drugged and using drugs and all of and the hopelessness and 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 things like that on one hand, but also the I must say, in a way, miracle that my father made it because I nearly had given up on that. So it also gave me, you can say, a kind of hope or a belief from my own experience that it is not impossible, even though, of course, I know that all people do not manage or how to say uh, and for my father, he, he had uh, great support from a psychotherapist or might have been a psychologist who both supported him to slowly withdraw, but also to make sense of what had happened uh, in his own life. And it means that already as a young social worker, uh, I, I met people who had used psychopharmaceuticals um, for a short period of time or for a long period of time. And without knowing so much, <laughs> I, I and also some of my colleagues, we started to support people to withdraw and to get off. Uh, and at that time, I really had not so much knowledge, one can say, but 
The thing which happened was that very many people managed to get off. I, I have nearly all my professional life uh, worked in close collaboration with family homes, which is a kind of foster home, you can say, but I founded an organization here in Sweden uh, 30 years ago, Family Care Foundation, and it was built upon a very close collaboration between uh, family homes and professionals and, of course, the people who came to stay for, for a while in, in, in one of the family homes. And what we saw again and again was actually that many people uh, managed to, to leave psychiatry, but also people who had been in prison or had been in, in institutions. Uh, I think it's more than 20 years ago when, when I suggested my colleagues at Family Care Foundation that we should stop using psychiatric diagnosis uh, in our daily practice. And both when we talked about, but also with the people who came to us, and I want to say that if people I now call clients, if they want to use diagnosis, I'm fine with that. But I don't do that because I really don't know what it means. I, I, I don't know that. And we have also, or I have also together with colleagues for a very long time, seen that it is uh, possible to, to get off or which in a way is far better to never get on, of course. So, Karina, I, I guess those experiences led you to found the Institute for Psychiatric Drug Withdrawal, and that was that 2017. That that was no, we actually mm, we and now when I say we, it's it's the place where I work now, Extended Therapy Room. We invited to a scientific symposium. We called it because we wanted it to have some status, yeah. uh, and we invited people who we have known before. Uh, through work to give a, a brief presentation about alternatives to diagnosis, but also alternatives to drugs. And I think it was 11 uh, people who came uh, and did a, a presentation during one day. And afterwards, it, it was like, wow, it's so much knowledge gathered and it's so many people committed to this question. I think Sami Timimi because he was one of the speakers. I think he was the one who said, why don't we decide some kind of continuation from this so that it just doesn't disappear? Uh, Robert Whittaker and I had talked for a few years before we, we funded the, the institute that we would like to gather people who, who have knowledge and experience in this field. So some of us said, let's create an institute. And uh, we decided that it should be here in Sweden. And then we asked the people who had been speaking during the day if they wanted to be part of, we called it a faculty, because people can be part of the faculty be without being academics. So for me, a faculty doesn't mean that. Faculty more means people who have knowledge and experience in this area. Yeah, yeah. Le learning can come from experience as it can come from study, can't it? I personally think that most valuable knowledge comes from experience and then it becomes theories. <laughs> so that's how I think about it. But yeah, so then we, we, we funded the uh, Institute. Bob and I asked people if they wanted to be part of the board. So the board consists of Bob and me and also... John Reed, 
from UK and Olga Runziman from Denmark, yeah. Peter Götze from Denmark and Magnus Hald from Norway. And then pretty soon we also decided to give a first withdrawal course here in Gothenburg and that was in 2017. And it was in two parts and it was participants from nine or ten countries and we asked some of the people in the faculty to facilitate because already then during the course I mean we, it was Sami, Timimi and John were there and I, I did a, a lecture and or you can rather say a workshop because already there it became so obvious that the people who came to attend many of them had as much experience as we, those of us who, who, who were facilitators. And then I think it is maybe less than a year ago when we had a board meeting, we talked about uh, now, now it's time to make something uh, concrete again. So that's how, how the idea came with the um, network meeting. That's, that's great. Well, you know, Karina, as someone that dearly would have liked to have been present, but, you know, couldn't because of my own difficulties. To see that group of experts together was, you know, filled me with hope, really. Mm -hmm. But what, what I found particularly interesting is how much worldwide interest and how many countries are represented, because yes. it shows clearly that with so much focus on getting people on the drugs in the first place, yeah. we haven't anywhere in the world, it seems, put the effort into understanding how do we get people off safely? How do we help them withdraw? How do we deal with the physical and the psychological effects? So, you know, I think to see worldwide representation there was, was really quite something. Yes, it was. It was wonderful. And, and actually, the last day was yesterday, but I, had, I and I also know that other people have already got mails from a lot of countries saying that this has to be highlighted in, in, in a much more uh, way than, than it has. Because as you say, there is very, very little gathered knowledge. What I, I think was one of the things which was so strengthening during the meeting was that there is all, also a lot of knowledge. But we have so far not collected it. Uh, so that's a very first step we, we, t we took to try to collect uh, all the experience people actually have, either as so-called patients or family members or uh, professionals. Uh, and so, Karina, you know, what, 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 it, what were your reflections on the meeting? You know, did it meet your expectations? Did the discussions surprise you or did they just can kind of confirm what you knew all along? No, I must say that... We started with a round, I can, we can say, yeah. because we wanted each participant to say something about what has brought us together. And already, I must say, after the round, which took nearly four hours, <laughs> people described projects running, uh, people talked, individuals also talked about, I mean, there was a, a, a Greek Greece psychotherapists who talked about her many years of supporting people to get off uh, drugs in her context. Yeah. Uh, Laura Delano talked about the inner compass. I mean, Rex talked about his work as a psychiatrist. I realized 
But there is actually a lot of experience. But as I say, it's not shown in, in, uh, in research and it's absolutely not shown in practice. And that is always very painful, of course, to realize how very, very little uh, the kind of work we do is supported. It's not financially supported. It's very hard to get the word out. I mean, me, for instance, I think I sent 128 uh, press releases to different places here in Sweden. I had three replies. <laughs> it has always been like this in big changes in society, whatever it has been. It seems as if it has to be a very hard times before the tipping point or before something happens. And maybe we are soon there at least because it seems as if more and more people starting to see these things yeah yeah i agree i i, I think the work that iipdw is doing is absolutely right at the right time because yeah. i think you're right karina that there is starting to be an acceptance and an acknowledgement amongst the professionals in psychiatry yes. and psychology that these drugs are not consequence free you know that no. they they are easy to get on and for some not all but for some but for significant proportion they are hellish to get yeah. off and you're right karina we haven't pooled our understanding and you know i think some in psychiatry as i'm sure you've come across yourself some in psychiatry are afraid to admit the problems because they would be deluged with people saying i need help i need advice you know but there are so many people out there aren't there like me that are desperate for advice and support yeah it really is it is also very valuable, of course, to just talk, but sometimes it needs more than talking. Action is actually also needed. And I think that's what was so beautiful, that when we said goodbye Sunday afternoon, we had decided about several actions. Karina, well, you know, thank you for, for chatting with me. You know, as I said, I'm thrilled that the meeting went ahead and I am thrilled to see and excited to see what IIPDW does next and how these actions are taken forward. So I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you so very much, James. Thank you. So next we chat with Professor John Reed, and John worked for nearly 20 years as a clinical psychologist and manager of mental health services in the UK and USA before joining the University of Auckland, New Zealand, where he worked until 2013. He currently works at the University of East London, and he is a board member of the International Institute for Psychiatric Drug Withdrawal. John, well, welcome. Thanks so much for taking the time to chat you've just literally almost got uh, got back into the uk from attending the um international institute for psychiatric drug withdrawal event in gothenburg held, held over the last few days so you know it was incredibly exciting to see that happening and so i just wanted to know if we could ask for your kind of thoughts and reflections on the meeting and you know how it went and what happened that kind of thing well i have to, i have to say james i i'm fortunate enough to get to go to many many conferences over a long period and i i think this possibly may be the most exciting one i've ever uh, attended certainly in terms of outcomes i mean you often meet lots of wonderful people in this struggle but the commitment to getting into small groups and deciding what are we going to do and then coming up with concrete plans across all sorts of domains, research, clinical practice, rewriting guidelines, um, getting the message out to the public. 
internationally. It was um, it was phenomenal because often we all sit around saying, well, this will be a good idea and that will be a good idea. And then it comes to, well, who's going to do that? And everyone looks at the floor, me included. But uh, it was uh, no, people just were falling over themselves to get involved and um, whether that's uh, the plans for next year's big international conference in Iceland or the, the, the research collaborations that um, I, I, I mean, I chaired the research subgroup with Karina and um, the quality of stuff going on around the world and the collaborations that were formed within that three-hour meeting. It's just, just astonishing. I mean, that's from researching how to get off, researching how to get the word out, researching understanding the, the process including the the biology of the, the of the whole thing and, and especially that that last stage and that very last bit trying to understand why that is so hard um, and how to do research to support the work that experts by experience are doing like you know the intercompass initiative which is just phenomenal as as you know the the work that um Laura is doing um so yes it was genuinely uh inspiring and we 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 all try to also understand why it was so different and we all had somewhat different explanations for that but a common theme was that we we kind of thought that this this just affects so many millions of people that has just gone too bloody far and people all over the world are saying enough and fighting back and yes, there's been fight back for decades, but something about this issue, um, we were all saying there's something different going on here now uh, in terms of how, how many people want to get involved in the fight back. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and this meeting kind of comes at a key time, doesn't it? Because certainly here in the UK, we've seen a lot of activity around a, a, a grudging acceptance by professionals that withdrawal effects do go alongside antidepressant drugs, antipsychotic drugs, and benzodiazepines. So, uh, you know, the PHE review, notably, I'm thinking of. So, you know, certainly in the UK, we're, we're kind of pushing at a part open door here, aren't we? I, I, I think we are. It has taken a lot of effort, uh, especially by the online harmed community, if you want a better word, who have been pushing for decades, of course. Um, so that door has taken a long time to get open, to get it open, but there's no way they're ever going to shut it again. That's it's just uh, it's too late now. There's still a few pushing, <laughs> pushing back, but they're just getting left behind by history, and um, history will judge them for that. But uh, yeah, the door is open, and more and more people are pushing on it, and it's um, getting wider and wider open. And that's that's going to lead to proper guidelines around the world. So this misinformation, largely drug company propagated misinformation, is going to be corrected with evidence based information. Mm. Um, so that when people go to their doctors and say, look, this has been going on for three or four weeks, they're no longer told, oh, that, that can't be withdrawal then. It must be your illness coming back. So that's going to change. We're pretty confident here in the UK that the minister is going to take up those recommendations for proper services, for um, a national hotline. Um, and we know the guidelines are being reviewed. We're also hoping that that Public Health England review might just shame other countries you know, England isn't looked looked upon very well at the moment internationally, I don't think, for a number of reasons. So even England can get this one right. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe we better get our act together as well. So no, it was, it was very, 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 very exciting. Really good.
Well, you know, for someone like me, it was just, you know, fills me with hope to see researchers and psychiatrists and people with lived experience and psychologists and, you know, all, all together in the same place. And, you know, the, the diversity of backgrounds in terms of people's experience and, and the, the many parts of the world represented, which just reinforces how big a problem this mm-hmm. is, how it's not just a, a problem unique to the UK that... Yeah you know it, it, it's across the world so you know it, it was an amazing to see that and john you know w- was the much kind of decided in terms of next te- steps and what will happen now following this meeting well as, as i said the the plans are to, to have a larger meeting we, we purposely kept this relatively small because we wanted it to be an action meeting we didn't know if it would turn out that way but it has um but we also recognize the need for large groups of people um, to get together, to be inspired and to support one another. So there is that plan for that next um, next year, hopefully in, in Iceland is the current current plan. Um, but as there there are numerous um, research plans going going forward. There's the, the, the boring issue of funding for the Institute, um, which we spent some time on at the end, and we seem to have come up with a, a resolution for that, which is good. So uh, it's it's clear that this is not one of those one-off conferences where we all go away feeling tired and very happy and then two weeks later forget what it was all about. But you just have this nice, warm, fuzzy feeling, or that was nice. Because we went round at the end, everybody spoke at the end for just for a couple of minutes, and everybody had at least one task that they were taking away, and some with three or four. Um, as I say, some to do with research, some to do with putting pressure on their own governments to get their guidelines sorted uh, a whole a whole array of different things pushing more for services um translating the stuff that um laura is doing in america into different languages etc 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 it's just it was just i don't think i've actually quite taken it taken it all in yet it was magnificent well, it's fantastic. And, you know, it, it's for people like me in, in my position, you know, it literally is music to our ears, you know, to, to know that this work is going on. And I think it's a credit to you all that so much has happened. And I, I personally, I think, have seen a shift in the language in the UK from no, withdrawal never happens to, oh, we've always known it happens. Now, <laughs> you know, that's a bit disingenuous in its own right, but it, it's a victory in terms of the yeah. The, the the conversation has moved on from outright denial to okay grudging acceptance yes and I, I think iipdw is ideally placed to then you know promulgate that message to to the much wider community yes i i i think we are and of course it's particularly important that it is an international community and as you said it's a, a, across different all the different types of people who have been pushing for for so long working working together because there's so many fronts to to work on and my, my particular one in, in Britain is I hope that we can actually get a proper public health campaign going around uh, like you know like the one we had on antibiotics mm-hmm. that sort that sort of level that sort of push like the, the, the public need to know what's going on I'm, I don't know if we'll get one at that level but we'll, we'll see we'll get something I think but maybe not quite as full-on as that I, I think there has been so, as you know so much media coverage in Britain it's it, but this is getting some of this is getting covered around the world. I got a, did an interview last week with the American psychologist, which will go to all the psychologists in America about the Public Health England review, and I'm sure it's getting covered elsewhere around the world. So we we are having an international impact. So uh, England England is leading on something. John, that's brilliant. Thank you so much. The progress made by you all. And us all together over the last couple of years is is pretty amazing. I mean, yeah. mountains have yeah. literally moved. I think it is, and I, and I mean, I've been pushing at various 
unmovable mountains for 40 years. And I, I don't think I've seen anything move quite like this before. So I'd just like to thank both Karina and John for taking the time to chat and also to say that if you'd like to know more about the International Institute for Psychiatric Drug Withdrawal, you can visit the website iipdw.org. So thanks so much for listening today and until next time, take care. Thank you for listening to the Madden America podcast. Visit maddenamerica.com for more news, views and updates.